Record for proper. Record for proper? What's that mean? Republic. Republic. <laughs> Republic. Oh no. Uh, I anyway, did just also pick up recording. the lifetime. Okay. Well, no, it's just a typo. Who wants to start then? Because like I, I said, I've always got an easy start point, but if anybody else has stuff, go for it. Oh, hey, we're in an episode of Reliant that is in between episodes that uh, will deal with the time jump that will occur during the beginning of the finale. It's not a huge time jump. It's just a little bit of time. But the this is everybody. You know everybody. We're going to have fun and play a game. Go! <laughs> Woot. <laughs> that was a good intro. I know, right? <laughs> I mean, it's what the audience needs at this point. If you've been listening to us, you and know the everybody deal. Who We're going to have fun tonight. If you yeah, started on this episode, seriously, go back. Yeah, everybody who listens to us should know who we are by now. Yeah, so um, go back if you're new. Um, it, it'll be fun. So, yeah, but anyway. All right, so I'm, I might as well start. Um, being that uh, the crew recently went to Ifar and the homeworld of the Ibi, uh, Rick thought it might be interesting, interesting to introduce the crew to some of his own culture and has invited the senior staff to a dinner. There are some instructions that he sent with dinner. Uh, first, I mean, obviously the RSVP, but um, that's that. Uh, and secondly, that um, part of Saw culture is that even though the, the, the host provides the meal, the guests are expected to contribute something to the evening, whether that's part of food, whether that's drinks, whether that's dessert, whether it's just um, activities for the evening, whatever it is. It could even be, the, you know, like help cleaning up or help cooking or whatever. But, um, yeah, so people have to decide what they want to bring and how are they going to contribute to the evening? Well, I totally got mine ready, but uh, I feel like I bogart a lot of this, so somebody else go first. I, I, I have, uh, I, I know what Bryce would bring, if, if you invite Bryce, that is. Um, I totally know what Bryce would bring. He's senior staff, he's head of security. That's true. He would bring um, small squares of some kind of super heavy bread. He would bring Lembus bread. He, he figured out, he probably would have sat down and figured out, you know, not necessarily a, some, not necessarily actual Lembus bread from, you know, Tolkien, but he would have figured out some sort of um, really nutritious way to make like a, a tasty bread substitute that um, that would be very filling. Okay, so first off, first bring. question, does it taste good? Because that's going to be yes. the difference between Charlie and Loaf and Lembus bread. Yes, it does taste good, actually. It has a, a kind of a plain, slightly sweet flavor to it. Sounds good. Uh, when uh, Kara shows up, she's going to bring some uh, <clears throat> some grilled shrimp from uh, FR. She's also going to bring her uh, metal guitar, so she's probably going to play music during the evening. Shrimp? Um, what if Ifarian shrimp tastes weird, though? Not really. It tastes like regular shrimps. Pretty much. I mean, they're basically just, they're arthropods that live underwater. They are sea bug. Well, I think I might have said they may have also tasted a little bit more like beef at some point. A little bit more Ooh. red meat plus shrimp. 
Ooh, that'd be... A little bit of natural spice to it as well. Love that. So I guess, in speaking, uh, Marcus is going to bring two bottles of Ibby Spring Wine. Ooh, that's neat. Which the fact is, I remember now, Kara's been practicing her guitar, but I'll probably have to roll to see if she actually does a good job. (laughs) And then for the flavor of uh, the flavor and character of Ibby Spring Wine, it's going to be perfectly clear, very bubbly, and somewhat sweet and sour. Not fruity, but yeah. Eli must think. Also, um, let's see who else. Uh, Quentin was also thinking probably what I would have brought would be something, a combination, how to best, um, a, if a Terran burrito and Hasbrat had a, um, ha, had a terrible science experiment. Burrito at. Um, and for note, there is no juice. And Oakley <laughs> is getting his mileage out of that waffle iron. Oakley is apparently Aww. bringing potato waffle concoctions. I know what Eli is bringing. Oh, for the record, since nobody mentioned what, how we should be dressing, Kara's just going to show up in her kimono again because she feels pretty. Eli is going to bring a tray of, uh, like, empanadas but filled with lamb. And uh, what, what's that white sauce that comes with, like, with gyros? Tzatziki sauce. Thank you. That I can't pronounce that. So, so lamb empanadas and a bottle of, sonat- of sonatori whiskey. I'm going to assume Kara is probably the first to arrive just because Kara is the sort of person who would do that. So she's going to walk in there and, you know, sat down a little tray and she's got a guitar across her back. She looks over at uh, Rick. Hey, thanks for this, by the way. It's always nice to have an excuse to get back together. (laughs) I wasn't so sure I was still going to be on the ship at this point. Where uh, is it taking place? uh, It would be in Rick's quarters. There's uh, a large... Larger wooden table um, that's down the center. It's it's basically laid out like a potluck. Um, all these different kind of dishes where you can uh, essentially serve yourself and and just have a taste of what's and see what's available. Um, so uh, Rick places the last dish um, on the table as as he he sort of smiles as as Kara comes in. Um, and says, well, uh, whatever, uh, Starfleet decides, I'm glad, I'm glad to have you aboard. Uh, it, is, it has been a rather, uh, interesting few days, and I think it's good to have a bit of time just to, to relax it. Um, please take a seat. Kara nods, sets her guitar off to the side for now and has a seat. Yeah, if it were up to Admiral Red, I'd probably be out of here, but I guess there must be politics or something at work. Admiral Blackwell stood up for me, though. From uh, my understanding of the situation, it was uh, um, the Ikven were um, medical practitioners, so uh, there isn't any, there weren't any particular reasons for anyone to be suspicious. That was what Admiral Blackwell he said. He said that there was no reason that even a Starfleet officer officer should be hyper vigilant all the time. It's not like we can expect trouble everywhere we go. You can't really do business or, well, diplomacy that way. Uh, well, uh, it is. It is. You were home in in a sense, so it, it's it's not not surprising that uh, things that that uh, happened may. Uh, I I wouldn't know how I would have reacted, but uh, must have been more normal for you. Trust me, that last trip was anything but normal. But hey, it's not like I lived in Otakon anyway. At this point, uh, Marcus knocks at the door. Enter. 
Uh, hey there, guys. Um, I hope I'm not late. I was hung up on a uh, subspace call uh, longer than I would have liked. Well, if it isn't, Captain Dingbat. Yeah, Captain Dingbat reporting for duty. Um, yeah. Uh, Kendra and Larissa aren't here, are they? No, not yet. Good. Um, yeah, they might get a call. Uh, the uh, Admiral Quinn found out that they were into that peace conference armed. <laughs> and I, I think it'll be fine. Um, hey, we're just if I having to fall through protocol yet, right now. If I didn't get kicked out yet, they'll be fine. Well, I, oh, good. I, I, I do not expect uh, Kendra to arrive. She has unfortunately been a bit um, under the weather, I, I believe the, the phrase is. Um, I, I, do, I do not know about Larissa. Well, hopefully. I mean, we all can, you know, use a uh, oh, nice bit of relaxation after that adventure. But yeah, brought some, you know, spring wine. Had it on hand. Thought it would, you know, get as occasion as any to uh, finish off the stuff. Uh, Rick comes over and, 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 and takes, the, takes the bottles from the hand and he looks at him for a moment. He should do quite nicely. Thank you, Captain. And he, he goes ah. and um, places on sort of sort of a quarter and three quarters on the table. So they're sort of like separated out on the table and each everyone has sort of access to them. Uh, 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 we're still still waiting for people to arrive, but uh, if you'd like to take a seat or we could do something else while we wait... Uh, Marcus takes a look around the quarters. Because I think this is probably the first time he's been in Rick's quarters. Uh, apart from the plants, there's there's not a whole lot, um, particularly, um... Can he, like, is there a couch he can use? There, there is, there is, there is a, there is a couch. Okay, he will take a seat on the couch. It's a, it's a bit hard for a couch, <laughs> but it's, it's, but it's a couch. Ah. Uh... Yeah. I'll just so take this he, time he... to say that Oakley arrives bearing a plate of potato waffle concoctions. Looks like they're made with hash browns, sautéed onions, peppers, cheese, and sour cream. And something that Oakley has apparently stated as a secret ingredient, which has me slightly worried. The secret ingredient is love. <laughs> robot oil. <laughs> <laughs> what would a uh, robot? Marcus. Yeah. What would a robot put in uh, as a secret ingredient? Maybe he found a way for an edible isolinear chip. It plays tunes on your inside. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, Rick accepts the uh, the concoction and, and places it down among all kinds of other dishes um, that are on the table. It's sort of hard to see what was was made by Rick and what was brought in. I mean, unless unless I mean, you you guys know because you've seen it brought in, but it's sort of like. It was designed for these these dishes to be be slotted in. It's basically on Star, you know, Starfleet standard cookware. It all looks the same. <laughs> uh, let's see. So Marcus is gonna basically like he's gonna try to default into I'm a relaxed captain and responsible officer mode, but he's also just gonna be completely awkward about this entire situation of like, oh yes, this is what normal captains do. We we build teamwork. With the crew. Carl and... watches Marcus for a bit and then stands up and goes over and sits down next to him. You know, you could stand to relax a little bit. Uh, uh, for me, this is relaxed and that sounded completely authentic, didn't it? How have you not had a heart attack yet? She stands up and moves around behind him and starts massaging his shoulders. Relax. Stop uh... being so uptight. You can stop gritting your teeth. You can let your shoulders go down. 
<laughs> uh, Marcus at this point yeah. is just sort of like he 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 takes the opposite response of being relaxed. He hypertenses of like, uh, 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 um, um, I, I I I I'm relaxed. I'm in this position, and we're gonna have a good night tonight. Everything's good. The Admiralty hasn't taken the ship away. We're good. Ice would walk by and be like, you know, it's not like we're gonna get attacked by. I don't know, born in the middle of the the, part, the party that Rick is throwing. That's happened point, to me before. At this point, Ambassador Rick or Sizzeric, you know, runs in. Sizzic. <laughs> Problem is, I haven't thought of a thing for him to, to, to bring. He'll bring a Gorn dish that is remarkably similar to Sar dishes, but made with different things. Right. There's a knock at the door, or chime, whatever. Yeah, uh, Rick opens the door to meet you. Somebody opened the door. My hands are full. Rick did. Oh, okay. I didn't hear. Um, Eli walks in with a big tray of lamb gyros and a, a bottle of whiskey in his other hand. Oh, um, perhaps I didn't uh, account for the space of that. Come in, Doctor. Let me take those off your hands. Thank you. And, and uh, I sorry. So he takes the gyros, leaving the the uh, the booze. As soon Marcus as Marcus calls over. As soon as, soon as uh, Eli's hands are no longer full, Kara rushes over to him and just gives him a big hug and just starts saying, thank you, thank you, thank you. I haven't had a chance to tell you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I, uh, Eli hugs back up. Yes, uh, I did what I had to do. Uh, I brought whiskey. The whiskey's still in his other hands. This is Hibiki, 30 years old, but technically it's a lot older than 30 because, you know, this was aged a long time ago. So, uh... You know, thank you very much. You brought back Setsa. So congratulations. It's hard to move now. You have a small Ibby attached to you. Would you like a whiskey? And Marcus uh, calls over. Is that from the left bio bed or the right? Oh, no, this isn't from the bio bed at all. This was given to me by my father as a graduation present. Oh, nice. Thanks. Uh, yeah, gesture's much appreciated. Car looks around confused. Bio bed? Don't worry. Uh, nothing. Uh, would would uh, anyone like a drink? Uh, we uh, we have some uh, some sore drinks as well as some spring wine from Ifar and some um, apparently some whiskey. Uh, which where's that from, Doctor? Um, it's from Japan. So Terra, I think, right? Earth, yeah, Terra, whatever you want to call it. Terra. Hey, some of us have to guess because we're not from there. <laughs> Terra just has some menacing. Uh, menacing implications. Whatever, it's from your planet. Yes. Kara reluctantly lets go of the doctor and tries to compose herself. She looks over at, uh, you know, Rick. Usually I'd have soda, but since this is all about sampling sour culture, what have you got to drink? So long as it's not alcoholic. Lately, me and alcohol haven't mixed well. Okay, uh, she's got basically what amounts to an apple cider. Um, it's non-alcoholic, but there is a bit of a Bit of a sparkling um, carbonic sense to it. Ah, yes. This shall this shall replace my daily soda quite well. She seems very happy with the sparkling fizziness. Uh, there is also um, some like it, it's a some kind of juice. Um, it, it's like a fruit juice. It's um, sort of orangey, mangoey, but but a bit more tart as well as well just water. Car looks around. So let's see, who's still not here? Well, I guess if Kendra's not going to be here tonight, probably Cass won't be coming in either. 
I guess he's probably going to stay with her if she's feeling under the weather. Oh, what about uh, what about Setsa? She seems excited. Marcus has just sort quick of like note, you just meant has Quentin. that look. <laughs> quick note: you meant Quentin, not Cast. I like that. We Sorry, called, <laughs> I like that we Quentin Cast. That's, and I have that awesome. trouble a lot too. But yeah, I did mean Quentin. See, the fun thing is, you, you can get around that just by calling everyone their reliant voice or reliant name. I've started to fall into that now. Um, Mar- Marcus just sort of like rubs the back of his head and it's like, yeah, she's probably not going to be joining us with this dinner tonight. Um, yeah, another debriefing. Um, this time, Starfleet security and not the fun variety. They're still trying to um, uh, process whether or not she's fit to return to duty. Oh, Kara looks rather crestfallen, actually. Kara looks over at Oakley, who's currently flashing up the name Waitley. Yeah, I don't know where Counselor Waitley is right now. He might be joining us later tonight. He said he had something to take care of this evening. I didn't want to press further, to be honest. Um, so I pres- <laughs> uh, to, to stow Celia, I presume that's any, everyone who's actually coming in? Uh, yeah, I think so. Seems so. All right, so um, there's there's a lot of dishes there, including the the ones that the crew brought. Um, there is this, like, sort of a noodle salad. Uh, it's, um, uh, sort of, uh, with, um, boiled noodles, soft noodles with, with all kinds of, like, leaves and other vegetable matter. And, and there is a crisp, um, like, shaving to it, um, that, that, that's mixed in, which adds a bit of, uh, crunchiness. Uh, in amongst the general salad um, texture, there there there's some some meat dishes. Um, uh, uh, mo- most uh, there's a couple of like fish ones. There's um, one of the fish ones is like pr- particularly spicy, um, and it's sort sort of just just um, just 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 the fish on on this bed of uh, on, on this bed of the same sort of um, uh, crisp crispy strip. Uh, uh, it, 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 what it is, it's it's trilar root, but it's a very thinly cut strip of the root, and so it adds it, it it's adds a bit of crispness, but it's it's um, quite well quite healthy as well. Um, you you know there is there's not a lot of of, of fat or or meant much in in the way of what uh, of of, of uh, like burgers or anything uh, anything that that you might consider unhealthy but there there's a lot of lot of variations of 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 the meat and uh, just exactly the way it's presented but but it does seem everything seems to be very well nutritionally balanced there's, there's nothing there that like say like a, a meat just like a meatball full of full of decadence is i guess what oh don't worry car's gonna eat enough of it to make it unhealthy in the end anyway there, there is certainly a lot of food on the table. There, there isn't, um, there is barely enough room for their own plates in, in amongst all the, all the, all the separates that are set. Speaking of which, Kara basically goes through and assembles an ungodly mountain of things because she doesn't know what would go with what, so she just kind of picks a little bit of everything and kind of, well, it all starts to run together at points, but it's, she can probably pick out what's what. Well, yeah, she does. As, as she eats, she does get uh, a bit of a mishmash of, of flavors, and there's some that actually go well together. But but there there's quite often a bit of a bit of that 
strong counterpoint as well as in you know like oh the these two flavors sort of crash crash pretty hard as well she ends up making notes on her pad while separating the things that don't go well together <laughs> marcus um uh, takes a similar mismatch approach he tries to be careful but ends up with something that is still a mismatch and has that same experience but he just you know we can make him roll for this to try to not let it like show that he's hit a bad flavor that would be a cool role um not like show rick that oh that flavor combo didn't work (laughs) yeah try to remain composed uh give me a presence command trick i like that presence command works uh there we go marcus's sheet so presence 10 command 5 hey six and ten like you're visibly sweating because it's so spicy but you still give a thumbs up or just like a casual nod. I mean, I like that. Marcus is probably not in a thumbs up, a thumbs up, <laughs> up but casual nod, like, yeah, pretty good. Yep, this is, yeah, this is, yeah, learning cultures. I, I have to admit, some of these flavors I, I didn't expect you to to enjoy together. They're not usually uh, eaten at the same time, but I thought, well, um, uh, since the whole point is to, to learn sort customs, then I need to be as as try and be as broad as I could, and uh, well, uh, seem yeah, to be handling much here. better than than I would. Um, yeah, I mean, growing up on Laurentia, you get a pretty wide variety of cultures to be exposed to. So, yeah, we good. Let's face it: even in culinary schools, rules are meant to be broken. Kara says this while piling Ifar shrimp on top of one of Oakley's potato waffles and then putting Trillar strips and some sort of saurian sauce on top and then eating the whole thing. Bryce points to something green and says, Rick, don't mix this green stuff with the noodles that are in the yellow sauce. Wow, that was sour. Uh, yeah, there are, there are some pretty, um, perhaps I should have been a bit more careful, but there were some pretty, pretty rather, um, interesting, shall we say, concoction that, well. uh, Oh, it was awful. Would you like some more? (laughs) Oh, it was awful. (laughs) And this is when the the door chimes. Awesome. Saved uh, by the bell. (laughs) Uh, Rick opens the door to Quinton. And I am standing there awkwardly in, in the hallway, shifting on my feet, holding a tray that has something that looks like a Terran burrito, but doesn't smell quite like one. And going, um, hi. Oh, uh, I, I this. oh Quentin, uh, I, I wasn't sure if you were coming or not. Please come in. I have been one. forced to socially interact tonight. By a very angry Bajoran. Apparently, she got a phone uh, com message that uh, there was shouting. Marcus Ooh. has this nod of like, nod of like, yep, yeah, yeah, we're yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm totally with you tonight. Uh, one thing Marcus also does is that when Bryce says this is awful and really sour, he raises an eyebrow and then questions himself internally on why he's surprised given who else he knows. <laughs> if just like, why do it like, this is surprising for an Android. Wait, why am I surprised by this? All things considered right now. I, I imagine his, I imagine his face to be like the one um, that data made in generations when he was like, Oh, this is foul. Another? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> 
So, that was the joke I went for, Marcus, but I, don't, I think it got lost in the shuffle. Oh, yeah, I was loving that. Um, but Marcus kind of just has a, you know, tries to, in a show of like half-hearted, well, not half-hearted in the sense that he's not trying, but semi-ineffectual camaraderie of just saying, yeah, yeah, come in. We're just enjoying some dinner here, enjoying some company. Um, yeah, just dig in. Help All yourself right. to uh, to the drinks and uh, food and try not to... Uh, apparently, some of these dishes do not go well together. So do be a bit careful. Kara pipes up. Most of them do. Kara looks over at, uh, you know, Rick. So you already taught me about Trillar Root, you know, last time, and I've started adding that to various different things. Is there anything else in particular you wanted to, to talk about here? Oh, well, um... Not particularly. It's just uh, food is is generally uh, something that allows us to commune together. It's it's more of a I do not want to say function, but I can't think of any better word right now. Provides a social. Oh, function. you know, I have no problem with community. Nothing like a big dinner to bring everyone together, even if certain people Bryce should says, relax. Bryce follows your eyes and uh, looks at the captain and goes. Food is a very good motivator for conversations. Um, indeed. And he can't finish. <laughs> like, that's all he can manage. To indeed. <laughs> it's a great... It's, it's just like, indeed. And then, it, like, he, he is... Like, I'll say you guys can probably pick up on this much. He is kind of, like... It's not like he's on the edge. But you can kind of get the sense of, like... That that he is not accustomed to this kind of social interaction, more so than you would in other occasions. Kara just kind of bumps him playfully on the shoulder and looks out at everybody and says, Captain Dingbat, everyone. All right, Captain Dingbat. Eli points to the bread. He's still just eating a gyro, hasn't tried anything new. Eli, who, who brought the, the bread? That'd be me. Ice raises his... Uh, <clears throat> Ice raises two fingers and said... That'd be me. After I read the stories, I had to figure out. Uh, I, I I had to. It was one of those you got to figure out how to make lembus bread after you read about lembus bread. Wait, this is lembus. Uh, he immediately grabs some and just puts it on his plate. It's pretty filling. You might only want a half a piece, but Kara decides to take a quick break from dinner and goes back to her guitar. Well, I can try to play for us if everybody wants. I've been practicing. I hope that's been good enough. So, I wonder what kind of role this would be. Is presence something? Presence command or presence... Would it be, Baz? Hmm. Um, it could be command, <laughs> but... Uh, I'd say command. Uh, it, it could also do something like security as well. Um, if you wanted to be, like, go go something more, more kind of accurate and controlled... Um, well, I think of... I'm going to go with command because it's generally supposed to be sort of, you know, evoking emotions... So I really should have brought up my character sheet. Give me half a second. I think it's going to be an 11, though. Well, it could, for precise control, though, it could be control, yeah, control command. If you didn't, if you didn't say that, I thought you said, or I thought we're on presence. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, this is definitely presence. Okay. Because if I make it control, she's, she's just going to ace it, so. Okay, so, oh, goodness, this is, this is going to be an eight. Everybody hold on to your butts. (laughs) Does hippies bend any threat? (laughs) I would Apparently, say, yeah, it's possible. <laughs> you're getting better at the guitar, then, is what you're saying. Hey, at least I know which way around it goes. The first time I held one of these things, I wasn't sure. Weird Terran instrument things. 
That's uh, part of the reason why we're all here, I gather, is that uh, to experience new things. Marcus? Yeah, Mark. Marcus realizes to that comment of like, yeah, weird, stupid Terran thing. But I've actually never touched one, like never tried something like that before. After a bit, Kara stops playing long enough to go grab one of Quentin's burritos and bravely takes a bite to find out what she's gotten herself into. Wait, have you also had the Lempus bread? She hasn't, actually. Or, try to... Oh, okay, yeah, it was Eli. She, she's going to do that, but first I want to get to the, the strange burritos that Quentin brought. So I, I, what's the flavor profile here, Quentin? Well, um, I hope he, it's spicy. It, 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 it's based off of an Earth burrito, but um, I sort of was trying to incorporate certain Bajoran culinary practices and, well... Nice. Jordan burrito. Sort of. It, it It's a little different. Toss me one. Well, don't actually toss it, but... Kara hands one to Eli while she's eating hers. You know, it's pretty good. Kind of reminds me a little bit of Hesperet. Well, that that was the... If you're, you're going to consider something a, a base for anything, it would be kind of a... Think of a transporter accident with um, food and... So Quentin gets to the part about think of a transporter accident and immediately Kara just stops eating. I think I just lost my appetite. Marcus has one of the Ibby shrimp and he says to Kara, is like, oh, is this Grimnali? Uh, no, that's uh, just regular old Fiskar. I, I replicated the shrimp, but I grilled it myself, so. Ah, uh, well, nice. Suitably distracted, Kara recovers enough to set the burrito down and perhaps try some of the Limbus bread while she tries to get away from the idea of transporter accidents. Would anybody like to try a gyro or, or some whiskey? Marcus has a glass of whiskey. And All right, Eli's drink. gonna pour the whiskey for him. He's gonna give a little story with it. It's a very complex taste comprised of malt whiskey. Uh, ah, shit. Uh, malt whiskey aged at least for 30 years and then blended with other whiskeys. This whiskey has taken home the highest possible honor in worldwide competitions many years ago. Only a few thousand bottles were made a year. And this, you like it? Marcus is staring transfixed at the glass. He just, like, it, it has that immediate awkward sensation of being put on the spot. Like, how, like, I've got to have a great reaction to this. And he takes a sip, and he's like, I really like this. And sort of drinks a little too quickly. But then it's also like, oh, he second guesses that reaction. So then he's just like, um, yeah, I see the pedigree. I, yeah, it, it's good. And he just has that, he just has that, still in that sort of that awkward place of, did I do good? Do I not do good? And just sort of like, eventually just sort of peters out and sits down. And the gyros I, I made myself, I was thinking about making grape stuffed, uh, grape leaves stuffed with lamb, but I thought, nah, I don't have time for that. And then I also thought maybe a lamb vindaloo, but gyros. Marcus can't help but think of the sheep. <laughs> Bryce, um, Bryce would look at Rick and be like, "So, at what point do we stop eating? I mean, my and my my internal systems will get rid of all of the uh, food that I consume, but your friends, the others here, might get a little full. Is there a point where we stop eating?" Well, I think about now is actually probably a good time since, uh, since yeah, it does seem everyone has had had their full. Uh, I will uh, just give me a moment and I will start cleaning the table. I'd Marcus has help. a visible. 
Marcus has a visible uh, uh, expression of relief because he was eyeing the bread of like, I don't like you're only supposed to have half that bread. What does that bread do on the inside of you? So he was like, I feel like I should try that next, but I don't want to because I'm scared of the bread. Holy crap. I'm scared of bread. <laughs> Just has that reaction of like, oh, I might need to go see Waitley because why am I scared of scared bread? Of bread. <laughs> Kara sighs, and while cleaning oh. up the dishes with Rick, just gives Captain Dingbat a pat on the head as she goes by. Oh, you and, tried. Oh, and if, if anyone would like to take some of these, uh, whatever remains of these dishes with them, they would be welcome. Kara's eyes light up. Oh, yeah, yeah, I should definitely bring these some of these to, uh, to Setsa since she wasn't able to be here. At that point, Kara starts to more carefully arrange a plate of some of the stuff that she found most interesting. Eli's just going to keep eating a little bit more. I'm I'm half trill. I have a higher metabolism. I could handle more of this. Uh oh, Ken uh, Kendra wants to join in on the dinner, so we got to stall, stall for time. So um, intermission, everybody bar. <laughs> oh, I was thinking about stalling in character. I mean, <laughs> that's what I was doing. Was saying I'm going to keep eating. Yeah, I'm done. Okay, yeah. So Marcus, oh my goodness. So I'm Marcus kind of just Marcus gives like Eli a look and just says, you know, Garrick did some really nice tailoring for you. On that away mission. Yeah, if only he would admit to it. Uh, Bryce, uh, Bryce looks across the table at Eli and says, Are you sure you're just a doctor? I'm pretty sure. I'd be surprised if I was more than just a doctor. Oh, you got command training going for you. Well, yeah, I did command and training. Uh, listen, Bryce, my heart Bryce turns to Rick and Bryce turns to Rick and in like a low voice goes, A lot more than just command training. I did command uh, training Mark after the first. Okay, so Mar Marcus was just going to say, so about that thing that we were talking, or that I messaged you about. Which thing? Oh, the um, the thing with cards. Ah, yes, that. I thought, wait, I thought I messaged you about that. Oh, okay, we're going back and forth for a while on that one. Yeah, I'm totally okay with that, provided we open it up as a open social hub, and you don't play for stakes. Of course we're not going to play for stakes, we're going to play for money. Uh, so Marcus just says, okay, look, I mean, a little bit of a, you know, I like it better than a poker club. And that's something that is, yeah, let's just say it's conventional for officers and also something that's a little highfalutin and let's just say exclusive. So keep it open, open invitation, put it on the public duty roster so that you're opening up or opening this up. Anyone can join, but I don't want this affecting anyone's duty. So clear head. And you don't play for anything that is valuable, because I don't want anyone regretting their uh, joining in on it. So, so long as I don't have to step in as command captain, you're good to go. All right. So there's banging on the door. <laughs> <laughs> bang, bang, bang. Uh, you hear a bit of uh, rumble in the kitchen, uh, in uh, in one of the in in well, in what would be the kitchen. Um, it's probably more of a counter as 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 Rick sort of rushes to the door and opens it. Wait, Kendra hands. Uh, we Am I cutting out? Yeah. I think you, you cut out yourself out of existence. Am I here now? Yep. Yeah, you're here. Sorry, I'm sorry, I'm late. Um, I brought dessert. Nice. Oh, uh, please come in. Um, we've uh, just finished the main course. I was going to organize some teas. If um, people would like a tea, then uh, dessert after a bit of um, 
bit of time to help digest everything that they've eaten. Do you have jasmine? Well, I, 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 I've got some uh, sorties, but uh, um, we do have some very calming, calming ones as well as a bit more um, energetic ones. Um, but I think uh, now would be a t- good time for one of the more, uh, more calming tea. Meanwhile, Kara has gone back to her guitar. She is apparently now distracted and it is not as good as before. It's still, thankfully, not horrible, but it ain't good. It fits that range of you're not quite sure what planet it's uh, the tune is supposed to be from. I like also how on that roll it was dual 19s. I literally came as close to doing as absolutely awful as I could <laughs> and then pulled it back just that tiny bit. String snaps, like it hits you and it's uh, all of a sudden it's a medical emergency. <laughs> Doctor's here. Kara, this week. <laughs> um, Marcus continues just to sort of, you know, sit by himself and... It's sort of, he acknowledges tea and is waiting for tea. There's a Bajoran glaring at him. Marcus is just sort of like, uh, uh, "What did I do?" And it just it turns a uh, turn of expression, just legit confusion. And, like he also considers asking, "Is this about what the admirals were saying <laughs> about going to the uh, peace conference?" Did Did you weapons? actually Did you say that or? Oh no no like that he's debating whether or not to say that. But yeah, that's where he his head's going right now. Like, uh, like I've been dealing with so much crap from the admirals today. This probably is just following suit. Uh, in the meantime, uh, Rick is starting to distribute some nice, warm, hot cup of teas. Um, it's um, uh, saw brand, saw not brand, but a, a, a saw type that actually um, not only sort of like relaxes and calms, but also helps with. Uh, the digestion of such food that you might have recently eaten. <laughs> such a variety of wonderful food. Meanwhile, um, uh, when you're walking, uh, when I was just because when you're walking past your door, um, it just opens up. Um, somebody used their security code to uh, grab it, and Larissa walks in, takes a tea off the plate like she's been there the whole time, and just starts to look around. Also, about this time, Oakley <laughs> flies over to uh, Bryce. And is showing him some very interesting artwork of his food. I think Bryce should make a roll for this. It's definitely going to be probably reason something, but I'm not sure. Reason science, maybe. I think Oakley has a secret message. Okay. Might I, I really doubt that it. Uh, reason science is not going to be. Um, oh wait, no, I have to put in roll, don't I? Oh no, no I it's just the exclamation point. point. That's it. Ooh, I guess Bryce is very perceptive. Bryce is on the same machine level as Oakley, and he realizes that the stuff that Oakley is showing seems to show a set of files in the Reliance database. His little artwork is this ship's file structure. Bryce would uh, Bryce would nod and realize that Oakley is backing up some of the most important of the ship's files without being asked to, and he's like, and he and he looks at Oakley and says, "You're a unique little guy, aren't you?" And uh, kind of gives him a, a weird, like, uh, a weird, like, it's almost like a friendly pat on the shoulder, but Oakley doesn't have a shoulder, so he just, like, pats the back of Oakley. Like, yeah, that's a really good idea, Oakley. A portable backup of the ship's files would be a very good thing. Let's, let's look at expanding your memory so you can do more. And Bryce starts to have a conversation with Oakley about um, ways to expand Oakley's memory capacity. 
Now we're going to get a positronic brain for Oakley. Everybody watch out. <laughs> he becomes the machine god next. What is thy first command, Oakley? Beep. Smiley face. That would be kind of horrifying. <laughs> <laughs> Giant you know, godlike Oakley. Gonna, if you're going to have a, a, you know, a mechanical overlord at Oakley, you could do worse than Oakley, I suppose. Kara has finished assembling her plate now for... Uh... <clears throat> Excuse me, for uh, Setsa. Oh, good lord, I forgot her name. So, Kara's finished assembling the plate for Setsa and goes over and says hello to Kendra. Hey, how are you feeling this evening? I noticed the sneezing. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> we do have an announcement to make, but I'm kind of waiting for the right time. Gotcha. I, uh, I understand. Kendra looks around the room. What is everybody doing? Um, you know the context of the conversation that, um, Larissa probably just had with the admirals about bringing her sidearm and extra sidearms to the peace conference. And she doesn't look exactly happy, but she seems to be enjoying whatever dessert you brought, but she really does not look particularly happy. And Bryce appears in, and Bryce appears in deep conversation with Oakley. Quentin is sort of staring off, not really paying attention to what's going on, and generally distracted and fidgeting. Kara quickly goes over the cheesecake and scoops up two slices, one of which she quickly puts along with the plate of the other food that she's going to bring to Setsa. The other one, she stuffs in her face. Cake. And Marcus is sitting awkwardly at the table, still unable to relax. Bet. Rick is sort of just standing back a bit, um, just sort of... Sort of looking to be the host. Um, you, you, he's already provided you with a, a cup of a glass of um, sorty, and is is just sort of um, trying to look around to see what his hosting duties would next take. Car looks over at Rick. So why'd you join Starfleet anyway? Oh, that is that is a bit of a bit of a big question. Um, but uh, it simply boils down to um, uh, we owe the old Starfleet and Federation a lot, and it's only only right for for uh, for the Thor to to uh, repay our, our debts to to the Federation through through um, such service. Kara nods. This is definitely you know about what she expected, but it's also interesting to hear from you know the Sar's own lips question mark. Uh, sort of, sort of uh, close enough to lips anyway. If somebody doesn't do something soon, Kara will go back to playing her guitar. Who knows if we'll be lucky this time. Honor, what are you doing? <laughs> Eli? Oh, oh, I didn't realize I was... Eli! Um, as I put in the chat, Eli is enjoying the whiskey, and he gave Marcus another glass. Pretty good for a whiskey yeah, originally made in the 20th century, huh? Marcus just nods at that, having his second uh, glass in relatively rapid succession. What be a role for um, whether a social interaction goes awkwardly or not. Uh, let's do presence command. I think that would be how, how to to um, uh, communicate uh, and let from... that in, let that inform how how you uh, role play what you're about to tell everybody. Right? <laughs> yes, exactly. So, what's my target number? Presence and command for you. I actually, um, actually didn't have fourteen. Nice job. I didn't have my I didn't have my sheet up yet. So yeah, presence. 
Two successes. Kendra goes over to Quentin and kind of pokes him and pulls him towards the center of the room. Quentin looks about as close to um, bolting out the door as you've ever seen him. <laughs> okay, Quentin should totally do a roll for how awkward he's going to be, too. Marcus Boy. is going to have to roll as well for the same reason. Who's Quentin's awkward? roll is 10. I'm 15. Oh. Quentin found some composure. How did that happen? So did uh, so did the captain. We are always a professional family here at Starfleet. Can I spend uh, momentum to re-roll that? What? So you, you want to fail? Um, have we uh, have we earned any momentum? I I think I think mm, with, nope. with yeah. many of these we sort of have, but uh, I mean we've never sure, really spend momentum and try to fail. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> this has definitely got to be a new one. All right. So, which one are you going to re-roll? The, the, are you re-rolling the success or failure? He was re-rolling the success. He wanted to fail, and he just re-rolled another success. <laughs> I guess I'm just going to kind of swallow deeply, take a deep, deep breath, and look surprisingly composed. <laughs> find my happy place. Find my happy place. Find my happy place. You see, it turns out that a second ago he had grabbed a glass of whiskey from Eli and downed it. I thought it was uh, tea. Marcus. Uh... He thought it was iced tea. He wasn't paying attention. <laughs> he grabs the glass. Uh, Eli Marcus, tries to give the spiel about the whiskey again. Marcus, I like to think that Eli uh, is still giving a spiel, by... but to nobody. Mar Marcus is retaining his composure by doing the Picard maneuver. <laughs> Pull your shirt down. Uh, yep, I got it. All good. Well, seeing um, we have everybody here together, I wanted to let you all know that um, Quentin and I have some exciting news. We are going having a baby. Kara begins polite applause. Yay! Oh man, if Tardigrade was here, he'd really freak out. Yeah, I know. I'm thinking what Tardigrade would say. Um, rather than uh, I oh god. I mean, he could spore jump in at this exact moment and then spore jump right back out. <laughs> like, congratulations! And then boom, he's gone. What? It'd be hilarious. Yeah. Um, uh, that happens. Bryce would, uh, would raise an eyebrow and be like, hmm, but that's what the sneezing was all about. Um, Marcus joins in with the applause and just says, yeah, congratulations. Because he's already known and is like, okay, this is a formal social occasion. This I've got more of a handle on. Well, indeed, congratulations. I told, I, told, uh, I told Marcus right before we got yelled at. Lar Larissa takes a bite of uh, one of the last bites of her cheesecake and goes, be honest, I have no idea how your species uh, exactly handle all of that. I tried kissing Waitley once. It was so strange. Kendra laughs. She's a lizard person, you know, so she's probably like, I really don't understand. Oh my goodness, Jarlin. Kara almost goes to say something, looks over at Bryce, remembers the extra pip on her collar, and quickly shuts her mouth. We got momentum. We got momentum now. Eli just sipping his whiskey. Called it. You're a doctor. You don't count for calling it. Also, Listen, technically, I, I am a betting man, and I would have made a lot of money. Also, who did you technically call it to? Because I don't think it counts uh, as being cold unless you actually tell someone. And that would have violated doctor-patient confidentiality, so ha! Huh. I called it to myself. 
Well, congratulations, Kendra. I already wrote you a little thing, but, you know, for what it's worth, whatever poll I've got on IFR, if you need medical treatment, they've got the best in the galaxy. I appreciate the offer. Well, you Bryce looks at Bryce looks at Oakley and says, and, and says to Oakley, "You're on the Reliant. The odds of this thing going normal very low." It's like Bryce suddenly is very comfortable talking to Oakley after he realized that Oakley uh, is backing up some of the file system. Like uh, Bryce would really, really, really like that. Is what I'm getting at. <laughs> Kara chuckles to herself and is running a finger around the rim of her teacup. People hear her near her may or may not hear her say, Yeah, well, I recall telling somebody once that Reliant is a ship full of profoundly broken people. Well, if you or, or your prospective child need anything, I am, uh, I am here for you in whatever I can do. So how many hundreds of names right. do you have it narrowed down to yet? Uh... Names are, are something that, well, let's just say we're we're still discussing at length. Quentin, are you okay? I don't think I've seen you breathe in the last three minutes. I am probably at this point a little green and uh, woozy from uh, my bad sore tea. It tasted too much like oak. Yeah, and it had a real high alcohol content, too. Um, perhaps that wasn't tea that you just had if it was alcohol. No salty has any anything. Doc, pipe up at this point. You drink my whiskey. <laughs> Kendra's laughing in character. Things may be about to get interesting. You drink whiskey that's a couple hundred years old. How'd you like it? Not sure how so you what, could... what is the equivalent of constitution in uh, uh, STA? Fitness. fitness. Somebody tell me what my fitness is. Your fitness is nine. Nine, and I'm going to say your uh, probably command is three, so your target number is 12. Okay, so I just retch a little bit. And oh, oh goodness, that was, <laughs> that was whiskey. Car, I'm remembering, sure the whiskey. Can... remembering the whiskey looks over to see how Marcus is doing. So he's had two whiskey and various foods, which he had to kind of control the reaction to. So Marcus's current game plan is just to be quiet. What would Kendra have to roll to find out how she's reacting to the tea? The actual tea. The actual tea. <laughs> well, I suppose if you wanted to randomize that, it'd probably be fitness command? Do you still have the sheet up, Kara? It's 12. That's a damn good tea. It is. It's delicious. We are rolling good tonight. <laughs> <laughs> it For actually sort part. of also helps you a bit with the hiccups. Only, like, they're not as anywhere as frequent as they have been. Yeah, actually, so, I would I would say that with two successes, your morning yeah, sickness looks, feels a little better. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say Kendra looks relaxed and comfortable for the first time in probably a few weeks. And of course, our using all these roles now means that um, that well, when we really need them, uh, the fickle nature of uh, hooray! <laughs> <laughs> hey, I was just amazed at the fact that Kara was going to say something overtly sexual and funny to Larissa, and somehow her command training clamped down on that so hard. Uh, yeah, Two crits. Yeah. And, and, uh, and, and obviously, um, the, the, the fickle nature of random number generators cast, yeah, means that you guys are going to roll terribly in the finale. It's great. That's okay. Well, so long as so long me. as we roll well to get to the escape pods, we'll be fine. Save for momentum for the escape pods, people. This is uh, the star. 
<laughs> if we do bad enough, it won't be the Reliant either. Kendra wanders over and sits down next to Marcus. So Marcus just has that, like, uh, um, sort of just processing through various things. He's a little bit slower this time. He kind of eventually winds up on, sorry if the Admiralty gave you any trouble today. Now calm, relaxed, and feeling better. So she gives a little sigh and goes, eh, you probably got yelled at too, didn't you? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, mostly on the point of, well, some stuff that happened last time. Kara's like, they never stop yelling at me. And you're smart. Well, the hero doctor doesn't get yelled at by the Admiralty, but yes, most of the rest of us were not considered to have been up to Starfleet's exceptional standards on IFR. Granted, when am I ever up to Starfleet's exceptional standards? Eli grins, I happily accept this, uh, this high standard. Uh, to Kara, uh, semi-drunk Marcus shouts out, Kara, you do a good job. And, yeah, that's it's coming from your captain, and that's supposed to mean something. Kara just blushes slightly and nods. Thank you, sir. Yep, and Marcus kind of has that, like, well, kind of make a speech moment. It's like, yep, I'm proud of my crew for getting through that situation. It's And you're two we... plus whiskeys in. Two plus whiskeys in. It's like we face down an angry machine god who happened to be um, someone we know, and it everything turned out all right. Everything is still all right. And we got the ship. It's getting checked out. And we'll be able to get back on our exploration run in not too long. And things are going to be normal. Sir, this is Reliant. This is our normal. Quentin Rice says, hey, I'm right. Quentin per- perked up slightly when he heard exploration, but then kind of retreated back into himself when Kara started speaking. <laughs> Bryce goes, hey, on the bright side, I got to find out how fast I can run. And trust me, it's really fast. At this moment, for just the cosmic coincidence of, you know, this is Reliant, everything, or it's, this is as normal as it gets. Lieutenant Tardigrade, Spore jumps into the room, takes a Hasperito, and then Spore jumps out. No word to anyone. Did he take any cheesecake? He's got a lot of hands. He comes back for cheesecake. And then Spore jumps back out. Wait, the, they're uh, skyros. I worked hard on them. <laughs> just that's that's his involvement in this episode. He, he sends Sizzik, food. Sizzik would watch and see that happen, and and whoever is closest to hear him to him would hear him say, "That's who I replaced." <laughs> I just love Sizzik's like perspective here because like the last time we really kind of got a chance to talk to him, it was like, oh, first day on the job, we're traveling through time." Oh, and he was like, well, aren't these Starfleets uh, very interesting people? <laughs> Meanwhile, Kara is just grumbling to herself jealously about Bryce's abilities. Thinks he's so good with his damn mechanical limbs. I could have had mechanical limbs, but then Ilium! Those mechanical Marcus, limbs didn't help him at the end. <laughs> uh, Marcus just has a somewhat boisterous, like, yeah, you shot. You're like, damn right, uh, Eli, and then sits back down. I just wonder if Bryce is ever going to catch up on the fact that not only does Kara think he's incredibly interesting and respectful, respectable, but she is jealous as fuck of him. <laughs> I like how he's like, it really, what he's focusing on talking to Oakley right now is, I can run really fast. Like He's like, Oakley, you have no idea. <laughs> I, I really, really, I'm going to say that seeing Oakley back up uh, some of the files really has Bryce be like, 
okay, I got to like really connect with this little machine and see what we can do. <laughs> He's been training mostly in engineering. Let's get him over to security, huh? <laughs> I wish I could do the liquid snake voice, but in my head, I'm just thinking, brother! Leans just over to Larissa. Kendra, yeah. leans over. Kendra leans over towards Larissa. Thanks for having my back on the planet. Uh, they re the admirality really did not like that I brought three pistols down. Trust me, I... they didn't like that I had mine either. <sighs> I did, all I, I admit... did was go off for a little bit on my own, and they hated that. Why did I admit to all three? Because you're honorable? She looks at you with like a, a raised eyebrow like, what? She says honorable, sensible, I think, is, is the right word. <laughs> You don't lie to the admirals. You just don't. Marcus has a little bit of a drunken comment of, well, maybe we got off a little bit lighter this time simply because the bar's been, let's just say, lowered by a certain officer who, again, has kind of made a massacre of a situation using fire at will command that we're all now having to start reviewing a little bit more in detail. Admiralty would like to, you know, not have so many destroyed ships in their wake. Oh, yeah. Of course, the player's going to get roasted again. <laughs> uh, I am just so looking forward to um, if the player has a, a the closest intersection we get to the player character. So let's just put it that way. Um, Kara looks around and goes over to Rick and pats him on the shoulder. It's been a lot of fun, but would you be terribly offended if I left to go give Setsa some of the food that she's missed? At some point, she's got to get out of that admiralty grilling. Uh, sure, go ahead. It would be uh, probably about time we, we should be um, should be wrapping up anyway. And what was that, Kendra? What's she doing anyways? That's a good question. I think the Admiralty Board is concerned about the nature of the positronic technology in her, as well as the augments that she and I have. Augmentation is pretty normal among the Ibi, but I think Command tends to think of us as a security risk. The fact that Setsa got hooked up to an ancient machine god and blue screen just about all the machines in the Zeratine sector doesn't help. Yeah, I can see how that would, um, let's say, a difficult comfort. She's going to need that cheesecake when she gets out. Bring her an extra piece. Kara goes Marcus, and gets an extra piece. Point, um, he stands up and just says, I think I'll take my leave then. Um, I'll just be on the holodeck if anyone needs me. And nods to you, Rick. It's like, it's been a pleasure and i'm enjoying it uh enjoy i'm gonna actually leave this like his stammering in a little bit as in character he says i enjoyed um getting to know sword culture a little bit more it's nice to have these moments where we are able to you know explore and not get shot at and he rubs the shoulder at that if uh you are indeed welcome captain if if you or anyone else and rick sort of like Picks up a bit, making sure that he, his voice is heard. Um, do you have any questions or anything about soul culture? Then, then I am here to answer. I'll make a list. Kara says. She looks over at Marcus as she ambles toward the door. So, Starlight. Um. Oh, just for Kendra. Yeah, we'll go ahead and take a quick break. Um. Let Hippie jump back in. Um. But yeah, Marcus says. Now I've uh, a little bit of a program. I used to blow off a little bit of steam. Uh Thought maybe I could drag sets in there and we could join you later. But that's cool, too. Yeah, maybe later. And at that, he just sort of not quite sulks out, but just has that, like, kind of defeated walk out. Kendra's watching sort of curiously with her head cocked to one side. 
Rick is going to do some insight, which is very poor as he watches the captain leave. And he's got one success to see that um, on, like, is, what, what's the captain feeling right now? So he, he's, he's beating himself up. So that's the feeling that you get from him, that he's being really hard on himself. Can I do an insight roll too? Yes. What's... Ooh, let's just check the number because I've got the cheat sheet. Uh, this would be insight command 14. Ooh, two successes. So do I pick up on the same thing? You pick up on the same thing, and you also kind of get the feeling that it's it's a not it, he's beating himself up, and you can't get any specific read on it. Like, it it's kind of like to you, it feels like it's coming out of nowhere, and that is by itself information. It's not like something happened during the reception or Kendra, the uh, dinner. Kendra follows Marcus to the door, and as he walks outside, she steps out with him. You okay? He, he takes a really deep breath and is just like, yeah. Um, and he's debating with himself about like how like how he wants to handle this. And he says, yeah, just, I guess, yeah, social interaction for me. And yeah, we just haven't had a little, lot of experience just being open and having a situation like that where I don't have to watch my back, let's just say. It reaches out and put a, puts a hand on Marcus's shoulder awkwardly. Well, I'm here if you ever need to talk. I think you did good. Well, thanks, and congratulations again on the little one. Thank you. Kendra kind of uh, goes back into the house to see, because she's not sure if Quentin actually knows where she went. Quentin has fallen asleep in a chair, kind of slumped over, drooling a little bit. So Kara basically just returns to Shay Ebby with two plates of food and is careful not to drop it, especially since Setsa gets two pieces of cheesecake. She heads to the door and just kind of bumps into it. Let me in. I live here. The door opens. Cars is like, oh, hey, thanks. I got my hands full. Uh, um, Setsa uh, is sort of just sitting on the couch by herself, just sort of neatly, like just kind of upright and just sort of not in any sort of like particularly relaxed position. Uh, Datapad is next to her and she's just sort of there. Um, Setsa, I, I brought food from the party. Kendra gave you two slices of cheesecake. She She hopes you're doing good. Oh, that's, um, that's the most thoughtful and kind of you. I didn't want to impose myself. So, um, yeah, I very much appreciate the, uh, food. And she, uh, like, she eyes the cheesecake and her tail starts to wag a little bit. Kara chuckles and passes over the plate with the cheesecake on it first. Just be careful that, uh, Nala doesn't get a hold of it. Nala looks very much like, Nala would very much like people food. She wishes Setsa to know this. She is using telepathy. She's using doggy stairs. Nala would very much like people food. No, no, that's a food. That's a um, munches on the food and kind of it, it starts to settle down a little bit and um, sort of sets the data pad to one side and says, "So how 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 was everyone?" Uh, Rick was fine. Eli was fine. Quentin downed a glass of whiskey, thinking it was tea. Elenis showed up a little bit late. She had an announcement for everybody, which I guess you missed. I wonder if she'd be upset with me if I went ahead and shared it with you. Um, I would not ask uh, you to take an improprietous uh, position, so uh, Kendra may tell me if we speak ever. Well, it's, you know, it's she basically made a whole announcement to everybody, so I guess it's public knowledge. But if you'd rather hear it directly from her, you you know, that's fine. Um, let's see. What else happened? Kendra taps her comm badge. Beep, beep. 
Hey, Kara, by the way, if you want to tell sets of the news, you totally can. Kara searches for wherever she put her com badge in her kimono so that she can tap it and respond. Okay, yeah, thanks. I'll, I'll go ahead and let her know then. I wasn't sure. Well, she wasn't sure if I should say anything, so. I meant to tell you that before I left, and I got distracted by Quentin's state. Yeah, I was also explaining what happened to him. The uh, the oak tea. Oakley? No, oak tea. Or as I think most places would call it, whiskey. I believe that Quentin, as I was telling you, downed a cup of whiskey thinking it was tea. I don't think it was doing him any favors. No, I... Anyway, about that announcement. So, Kendra's pregnant. Oh, that, that is most happy news. Yeah, so that's, you know, why she had been feeling ill lately. She had actually already told me in confidence before. I was letting her know that, you know, if I can get any pull on FR, you know, I'd be happy to help her with any medical stuff she needs. I, I'm not, I don't know a whole lot about, you know, the business of having children, especially across, you know, you know, people from different planets. But, you know, I figure that if anybody's got a good handle on that, it's it'd be medical, you know, technologists. Um, Setsa rubs a hand along her back at the phrase Ibi medical technologists. I'm, I'm sorry for, I'm sorry. No, no, don't, no, no, it's nothing that you need to apologize for. Um, the, the cheesecake is most excellent and I am safely guarding it from Nala. The other plate has a lot of different sour fruit. I managed to get, you know, some bits out of Rick on most of it. I definitely remember the bit about Trillar root, but I think some of the other stuff might have passed me by. He's also welcomed any more questions we've got about sour culture, so we can write him some stuff down if you want later. Oh, yeah, I, I would like to take that opportunity. I mean, you've, um, I got to, er, 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 the crew got to experience more of Ibi culture, and yeah, I'd like to just continue exploring and learning more about different peoples. So, how many microphones do you think that Starfleet Intelligence is going to stick inside our cabin? Probably several. And she sort of smiles to herself at that um, at that one and says yes, I'm I'm still hopeful that I mean I'll be able to keep progressing and get back to being on duty and having a career that I thought I was gonna have at a certain point before the Borg and all this. So I'm 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 hopeful, Kara. I'm optimistic. Kara gives a slight sad smile and gives sets a kind of pat on the head. I'm afraid if you're looking for normal, Reliant is the absolute worst place to find it. But speaking of normal, I should probably get back into my uniform. I've got some checks to do down in the shuttle bay before I turn in for the night. Uh, Setsa nods at that and says, um, yeah. Um, have, did Marcus, um... And, and she's pretty awkward from that point. Marcus only mentioned that you weren't going to be coming when I asked where you were. Afterwards, he said he was headed off to some some holodeck program to let off some steam. I asked him if it was going to be Starlight Inn, because I thought maybe we could join him later, but he said it was something else. You'd probably be better off asking him directly. I, I will. Thank you, Gar. And Sets at that point sort of gets up and sort of kind of looks over to the um, sort of her little cl uh, clothing unit and just decides, you know what, yeah, she'd like to have something a little bit more official walking about the ship, but yeah, civil or civilian would yeah, do her just fine at this point. So she nods and sort of just uh, starts getting ready to uh, head out the door. Kara, meanwhile, slips into the bathroom, quickly gets on her uniform. She doesn't make too much of an effort to be terribly presentable. At this point, it's late at night ship time, so everybody will understand. 
or they'll be lower ranking than her, so either way. And she gives Sets a little wave and heads off to the shuttle bay. But first, Kara's going to head down to the shuttle bay, and she looks around for Ensign Decor, who should be on duty right now. Uh, yeah, you can say that Decor is uh, on duty at uh, late hours. And almost certainly a job in the shuttle bay would do, uh, would do Decor well, considering that, you know... She shakes the deck plating, not, you know, not once they've gotten it fixed, but there was a point where she shook the deck plating. So she's a whole lot of woman. She's a she's a big rock person. So Kara heads down to find up what Ensign Decor is up to and just checks in with her to make sure that the evening shift and everything is going okay. since technically, though, she's not going to be awake for all of it. Kara is responsible for most everything that happens in the shuttle bay. True. Um, Decor would tell uh, would tell Kara that um, uh, one one thing about um, Kara that most people don't know is that they talk very s- not not slowly but slower than most species. So in um, in almost com- like in almost diametric opposition to the way that um, Kara Kara talks most times. So after you like ask her, she's like. Shuttle Bay is functioning normally. I'm simply performing standard upkeep on the shuttles. Well, I'm glad to hear it. I like having somebody capable down here. That said, how did it go over when we started telling everybody not to touch the shuttles after they come back in from Nebula? Uh, no one's taking the shuttles out to Nebula, so hard to say. Good point. I'm just hoping not to have a repeat of what happened last time. I don't blame anyone, of course, but does seem like Starfleet keeps an awful lot to itself, especially when things don't happen repeatedly. Seems like that has happened repeatedly. She actually, like, has a, um... It's hard to tell, um, when someone can't really move their eyebrows or make make really big facial expressions because their face is made of rock. Um, but you definitely get the sense that she just made a joke. Um, even though, um... There was no indication of humor. Like, she didn't, like, make any face reminiscent of, I just made a joke. But um, there definitely was that. It seemed like it does happen often. Kara gives a wry smile. That's what I think, too. But the Admiralty don't tend to agree with most of what I think. For some reason, she says, for some reason, the infection from poly water has not made it into a list of dangers we might face from certain nebula and certain temperatures, but I'm sure the Admiralty have their reason. I wish I could be so sure. Anyway, thanks again for taking over the night shift. I know the last person got sick, but you've been doing a great job. Thank you. I haven't been on board long, but shuttles are what I like, or what I'm good at. Kara just smiles. I'm just happy to try to get to know everybody in engineer or in operations. So, like I said, glad to be aboard. Send me a line if you need anything. And uh, okay. she basically just gives Decor a little wave of thanks and heads back to her quarters, content that everything is going well in the shuttle bay. And that at least in one aspect of her career, nothing bad is going to happen that's going to get blamed on her. That's good. <laughs> that's good. Just think it won't be long until you lose a, an arm. But hey, you know, whatever. Eli, do we want to do that scene? Sure. Okay. All right. You you guys are done. Okay. Uh, right. Yep. Okay. Just making sure. So, 
Over on the holodeck, uh, Marcus, after rolling a 1 and 11 on his combat security roll, um, needs to find a more advanced combat training algorithm from what he's used uh, from what he was using. So he has tapped his comm badge and called Eli down to the holodeck. Dr. O'Connor here, how can I help you? Um, doctor, got a little bit of an odd request. Might be a little bit of the two ki- uh, two glasses of uh, whiskey. Might be that I beat level three for once. Um, mind doing a little bit of sparring practice? Spot with, with me? Are, are you sure? Are you sure about that? And uh, by the way, I how, mean, how I'm probably you- getting. I, I don't feel drunk at all. I'm not even tipsy. I'm scared. Uh, I'm a bit of a lightweight. Uh, to survive in the Orion business world, it's a game of don't have any drinks at all. Make it look like you're drunk, but you're 100% uh, drunk. But well, that's fair. You're you were the one though that did beat the crap out of an Ibby combat android or uh, combat cyborg, and I may have tangled with one before, and I'm pretty impressed. So um. Yeah, if you got something else to do, fine. Um, I don't know. I have just... literally nothing else to do. Oh, great. Uh, do you want to do the shoes or um? Um, uh, let let's start simple for now. Not no shoes. Let's uh, let's just do basic stuff, I guess. All right. Um, yeah, we got the full assortment here. It's just a standard combat training simulation. So we've got the simulated weapons. We've also got some of these ancient like foam padded things. I don't know. <laughs> I haven't done any of this in, in a long while. I'll, I'll be right down there. Ged looks over to you, Doc, and says, you know, hey, I got things here. Thank you, Ged. Here, ha- have a glass of whiskey. <laughs> Thanks. He puts it... Uh, it's a he, couple hundred years old. He sets it on the desk in front of him um, as he is uh, currently uh, inputting some information into the computer. And um, uh, just real quick bef- before you go to the actual holodeck, after Dr. O'Connor leaves, um, Ed looks out the door after him and the words, I'm not even feeling drunk, like echo back uh, as if like Ged is considering what was just said. He takes the whiskey over to um, over to the uh, over to the replicator and sticks it, uh, puts it in so that it'll be reclaimed by the replicator. And then he goes over to the bio bed and that the bio bed that we all know um, get in the doctor, keep their uh, keep their whiskey in. And he takes the doctor's whiskey bottle out, goes over to the replicator and says, synthahol to taste like this blend and he creates a bottle of synthahol and replaces the doctor's uh whiskey and puts uh the actual bottle of whiskey like in the bottom of uh in the bottom of a filing cabinet that nobody ever goes in kind of thing Uh, you know, you said you wanted to play with the idea that um, that O'Connor has a little bit of a drinking problem. Who would notice that before Ged? Nobody. <laughs> Ged would be Wait, so, one of the first to notice that. He doesn't throw it out. He puts it yeah, away so, and replaces it with um, and replaces it with uh, synthahol version. So, did he do that with the bottle that Eli brought to the party? No. That okay. wasn't in the bio bed. That was a different. That was like a. Okay, just making sure that Quentin and uh, Marcus are kind of drunk. 
Yes, they are. <laughs> Versus psychosomatically, like, oh, I'm totally drunk. It's, uh, yeah. But yeah, Mark when Ged, when Ged heard, um, I'm not even really drunk, um, that was like him, that was uh, for Ged going, ooh, I don't like the sound of that. And he took it on himself to replace the doctor's secret whiskey stash with uh, synthahol. So, what's um, that, Eli? I was just making a play on he's not drunk because of the lambda spread. Oh, that's a good, that's a good one. I like that. Um, but still, you know, it's it's very easy for Ged to misinterpret that. He wasn't there and doesn't know there was, like, an awesome bread at, that was at the party, right? <laughs> to be fair, misunderstanding each other has been raised to a high art form on the Reliant. It really has. <laughs> it really has. But Ged would totally... Um, Ed would, the, the other thing about Ged is he'd want to deal with it without getting anybody else involved if indeed Dr. O'Connor does uh, is developing a drinking problem. See, that's what Ged so would do. That'll <laughs> be interesting to eventually dive into. Yep. Um, I like introducing but, things, you know, a little bit at a yeah. time based on what you so said when, you want to roleplay. <laughs> so when um, Eli arrives, it's the sort of the holodeck is in it's sort of like it's resting state so you just have that the grid pattern and then marcus just has a bunch of just miscellaneous holographic um kind of sporting equipment but also kind of combat arms it's kind of like a fuzzy line or it's nothing that looks overtly like a weapon but things that looks like you could basically spar with what she got here um I don't know. I've just been pulling up stuff on the uh, menu. This um, kind of looks like a Lypra. This might be like a mutant batleth combined with a um, racket? A tennis racket? I don't know. Um, yeah, figure we improvise. Improv. Okay. Uh, you got like a fencing saber? It was on the fencing team at the academy. Uh, yeah. Yeah, here's one. And he hands the uh, saber over to uh, um, Eli. I didn't imagine this was the kind of combat training we were going to be doing. Well, I mean, yeah, in my experience, you really don't get that much of an option. And yeah, you just really have to improvise a lot. And I know that's what you did on the station. So yeah, need to blow off a little bit of steam. And yeah, let's just put it, th or put it this way. My success of beating my, or my attempts at beating myself up have gone less than successfully. So this is what I need tonight. And yeah, I'll be able to sleep happy. So on guard. On guard, I, I'm, I'm not the best to train with. If you want actual, you know, training to use, that would be someone like my father, because he taught me and my siblings. But me doing this, this is just, I'm not going to be able to explain a damn thing. No, it's more or less getting the feel for it. I mean, formalized training's uh, great and all, but at the same time, you really can't, you, there's only so much you can learn in just going through the formalized approach. So, huzzah! And he lunges with the... Something that kind of looks like a lacrosse stick combined with a uh, batleth, and that's going to have to be a, a, a fit. Or was it a um, daring security? That would be a Rick comment. Uh, sorry, uh, daring security to lunge at Eli. Yep. With yeah, a hand to hand is daring security, and um, tell me if I'm right, Baz. What's the other one? It's not daring. It's the uh, uh, firing a pistol Control. is. Uh, yeah, that's what I. That's yeah, what so, I, okay. so both of you would be doing uh, daring security opposing checks with. Um, if you've got focuses that apply, then they apply. Nope. Nope. Uh, uh, daring security. Um, here we go. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. We have a complication. 
That's a good thing. Um, complication probably as does like falling in the way of Marcus's, uh, you know, attack count as a complication. Like you slip when you uh, when you go for it, and yeah, that 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 would work. Um, it is they both got one success, so that's a bit odd to work out you know just who's the active player in that one um so we could just i feel like i feel like marcus is definitely the active uh definitely the active you know participant there um and uh i think one complication uh they both got one success maybe they like bounce off of each other but uh uh the complication could be that like Eli stepping back manages to put himself like right in the way of you know basically leaves himself open um for a, you know a new shot if the captain takes one. Yep. Uh Marcus would take that shot. So is that another roll? Yeah, so I think that... yeah, another another roll but like an automatic success. Yep. Um that's so that's the way I understand. For both it. of you. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> the point of the exclamation so five and a three. Oh, so the six. oh wow. one and six. So it's all of a sudden it's an versus, even match again. It's still three versus three. It is still three <laughs> versus three because of the automatic success. But even though Eli managed to, um, you know, end up right in the path, like leaving himself totally open, he also manages to get his defense back around and like not be hit and hurt by the captain's I, that's an incredible attack but it's also an incredible defense so i have the feeling that you you two are looking pretty evenly matched so marcus at this point is just sort of like he's got a little bit of a smirk he's just like this is this this is sort of getting him up a little bit and he's just like um let's see so he just uh yells over to O'Connor. it's like yeah yeah great uh, great work i can see you know Definitely why you were able to take Ilium down. I mean, God, that was good. And I got really lucky there. It's all about the finesse. Yeah. <laughs> Kara. In chat there. Um, so Marcus is just dancing. The element of surprise is not one to discount. So Marcus sort of like it just has the uh, he, he is American gladiator style, just ridiculous implement over. Um, he just he sort of hold uh, it, just holds it to one side for a second. It's like, uh, want to keep going? You know it. Rolls. Oh no! You can match it. Come on. No. Ooh, ooh, yeah. This is. Uh, I, I, I definitely see this as like a. Uh, there, there's a momentary breakthrough, but I mean, come on, you still got two successes there, Quick Eli. Question. That's. That's a very small hit. Just quick question. I'm em I'm an empath, so would I be able to like sort of feel his intention when he strikes? I just considered that. Maybe with a roll. What do you think, Baz? I reckon something could happen. Um, maybe um, have one roll to see if there you could get a benefit from it, and then the actual. Um... Yeah. All right. What am I rolling? Oh, I keep closing uh, the the page like in like a. Like a dork, um, Eli O'Connor's character sheet. Um, I think you'd be rolling uh, insight and command. That sound about right, Baz? Yep, that sounds about right. 
All right, so insight command, you need a 14. You kind of know what the captain's going to do. Um, you get an idea that, you know, he's, uh, he's about to make this attack and um, that extra success with your um, empathy, again, makes it so that the attack does definitely hurt. The captain definitely gets a hit in, but, um, but because you knew kind of like you didn't know exactly where it was going to come from but you had this idea of the type of attack he was going to make and that leaves you able to twist out of the way and only take a glancing blow i see i take the i ready my saber and i say to hell's heart i stab at thee and uh try to you know rush him oh my god marcus is taken aback by this and only gets one success Oh my goodness! Does uh... opens it up? No! <laughs> oh! <laughs> oh! From hell's heart, I, I stab at thee. Can I use momentum just for one? Um, versus chance to match. Or um, I'll answer oh, no, 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 no. Marcus was. Chat, I was just typing. Cast. Yeah, I was just typing. Um, uh, for cast, nope. But you're free to spend momentum because we built up some, and we're we don't yeah. have any critical need for it. All right, um, I'm gonna re-roll both then for spending all this our is momentum. Going to get even worse. We're, okay. We don't need it. We're near the end. No, you say that, but then hippie could just drop like I don't know a xenomorph on us. There's a bluegill <laughs> just comes out. Of... I'm calling it right now. Double complication. Nope, still a failure. Oh! All of a sudden, Eli starts to feel that alcohol. <laughs> the no, no, no. He, he feels the bread. There's too much. It's expanding. <laughs> so so Marcus gets another hit. Starting to hurt, Doc. Um, I will take this as a moment. From the uh, from the open replicator door, Seto Jigoro screams at seeing Marcus whack Eli. Or just not like a full scream, but just like a like astonish like a noise of astonishment. Would Kara be there? Uh if she's followed Setsa, then yes. I imagine you'd probably still be in the shuttle bay. This is probably all taking place at, like, similar times. Like, that's one thing that happens is, like, we we need to realize all these things probably are taking place at, like, very similar times on board the ship. So no, we can't be everywhere. I'm not there. Yeah. Question, does Marcus look over when Sesta screams? Yes. Um, Eli's gonna take that chance to try to get him in the side. What a bastard. <laughs> Yeah, he yeah, he's not gonna he, he can't oppose this because he's not looking. Oh, so go ahead, try to hit him, Eli. I guess that's a that's a glancing shot or Yeah. Well you get him good. It's just not like you don't like take his legs out, I think. It's like you don't level him. Eli just scratches his shoulder. You don't let your guard down. That is the first rule of this. Uh sets a um at this point, uh let's see. There we go. Rise out. Why? Why are you fighting? Is something wrong? We're just having fun. Marcus just sort of like nods and taking the head, just like, yeah, um, yeah, yeah just a little bit of crew building. Uh, is it that? I uh, know. <sighs> Today's been a rough day, and yeah, just not feeling it myself. So, <sighs> how are you doing? And it's just like the, it's kind of like it just sounds completely off, but she just rolls a bit and says. Um, well enough, well enough. Um, just come to see how you're doing. And Marcus is just like with, like the wet, like Eli's weapon still like prodding him in the side. It's just like, yeah, I can't bullshit this one. And it's like, maybe we could just use a little bit of relaxation. 
That is that as well. <sighs> Sterling, or would you and Eli like to? Yeah, Marcus turns to Eli. He's like, yeah, resort program, or do you got other stuff to do? Yeah, I kind of want to keep this up. I might find checkers. Okay. Um. Yeah, we'll uh, you know, we'll uh, pop over to holodeck too then. No, no, I, I I can go. I need to find checkers anyway. Okay. Well. Yeah, have fun, and yeah, if you need, or once you're done, if you need to uh, cool off in a um, hot spring, we'll keep the door open for everyone. I might actually go to the to ten foot or Club Forty Two and do some karaoke. Okay, cool. Feel free to join. Peace. Ooh, Ooh. Well, I have a perfect thing for you to see when you go to Club Forty Two, Eli. Um, when you go to Club Forty Two, you become the first member of. The senior staff to find out that um, your operations chief, the guy who like sits on the bridge and is Klingon and like avoids Sizzik and all that, um, he uh, 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 he actually has like a gig. Uh, he is singing in Club Forty Two when you arrive. <laughs> he actually, um, when he is not on duty, he. Uh, he sometimes uh, sings at Club 42, and so far you just haven't wandered in there while the the chief has been singing. But this is the uh, first time that someone sees that the chief sings. Is that way when Mike plays in, we can force Mike to sing something? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I I would imagine it's like a combination of Klingon opera and the Power Rangers theme song. Probably, probably, definitely, or or maybe Common Rider. It might be the Common Rider. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh no, we got that totally. So, oh, um, just as Eli's uh, going in there, Marcus puts out the general, like, puts out a general memo to the ship of, if anyone needs to relax, we've got plenty of capacity over in Holodeck One, where we're going to be kicking up the Starlight Inn Resort Program, Hot Springs, and. Uh, Japanese uh, Ibi Fusion ar uh, architecture. Cool. So the door is open there, and Setsa and Marcus are in there. Nice. Presumably at some point, Kara will come along, having discovered that Shay Ibi is empty, and that she's not going to get yelled at. Probably. Thanks to Decor. Probably thanks to Decor. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think what it is is that it, Kara has a slight... Uh, She's a little gun shy now of getting under the Admiralty's sights since she I, keeps I, doing that. I imagine, like, I definitely like the the Admiralty, like, gave a little bit of a dressing down for bringing weapons to a you know to a, a peace conference, and I and and I really in my mind think that Larissa's response would be like, "Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir." Very sorry, sir. It'll never happen again. Next peace conference, she like loads down with five guns instead of three. <laughs> Technically, she told the truth. Yep. Oh, no, no, I will never bring, bring like three pistols laser. to a peace conference again. Uh, a shoulder-mounted wharf particle cannon. Oh, goodness. Uh, yeah. yeah. She would definitely give them all of the yesers that they need. <laughs> well, it's like oh, when yeah, you get yeah. stopped Eli by brought, the... brought missiles. It's like when you get stopped by the cops, you know, you stare straight ahead, give short yes or no answers until you know what you're being accused of. Yep. I've got about 15 minutes before I'm going to uh, yeah, go I run my that's a good. Yeah, before I'm going to have to, like, go 
pass out after I run my my Star Trek daily. So any last scenes people want to do that I'm involved with, let me know. <laughs> yep. Um. Yeah. Marcus and Setsa are just are in the Starlight Inn. They've uh, shifted over to the Hot Spring area. So, uh, just uh, swimsuits for um, general crew and. For those who weren't there for the original bottle episode, the Starlight Inn is a program made by Kara, and it's basically just a resort program. But rather than something like Ryza, it's sort of this mountain resort, and again with Ibi Japanese fusion architecture, styling, and traditions. Cool. It, it, it's pretty nice when I'm done. <laughs> uh. So anyway, Kara just shows up. She probably cocks her head at Marcus and says, how can you manage to not relax in a hot spring? It's an art. <sighs> and he, he seems in better mood. Kara chuckles and just goes and sits down. I'm probably not going to be here too long. I'm starting to fall asleep myself, but I wanted to come and check on you guys. Setsa, I'm still sorry they yelled at you, but I'm starting to think that the Admiralty just yells at everybody. It's their job. Yeah, I mean, they're sitting at their desks in you know, Space Dock. And yeah, I mean, there's a certain way of, well, making you're uh, making it feel like, yes, you're having an impact. You're asserting yourself. So <sighs> Ross told me a little bit about it when joining up a little bit, that there's a certain way of dealing with the Admiralty and helping to avoid it. But yeah, I think after last time, it kind of caught up on us. But we're doing good, all things considered. So this is just the highs and the lows of the career. Yeah, well, I don't know what they were expecting us to do. We came out of that one pretty good. I mean... William's in jail, so nobody got killed. And I am not a giant, well, cyborg in control of the entire planetary system of Ifhar, which I am most grateful for. Yeah, you're much cuter this way. Setsa um, blushes at that and kind of sinks a little bit into the uh, the uh, spring water. <laughs> and uh, Marcus is just sort of like, he just sort of just nods his head and says, well, of course you're welcome to join us, uh, Lieutenant. And yeah, Sorry about today. No Sorry, worries. I wasn't feeling much myself. You realize if you start hanging out with Ibby like us, you're probably going to get on Starfleet Intelligence's list too. Guilty by association and all that. Oh, I've been way on their list for way longer. Why like, did they give us John. a ship again? I mean, come on. <laughs> uh, I, I honestly don't know. I mean, maybe Lieutenant Tardigrade was just too cute. Kara thinks to herself <laughs> and, and he floats on her back for a minute. You think all this hot water would probably be any good for Elenis, given the fact that she has, you know... Baby do and all that. Yeah, I mean, we can leave it on. Let people just sort of come and go as they yeah, need to. Because, I mean, you did a good job with this program. I was thinking it might be a sender a message. Kendra taps her comm badge. Captain, are you busy? It comes through the holodeck speakers since nope. nobody is wearing a badge. Yeah, Marcus just says, nope. Where are you at? Uh, holodeck one, hot spring. I put out a memo. Anyone's welcome to join us. Kendra makes her way down to the holodeck. <laughs> There's like pine trees oh. and mountains, and it's all really pretty, and it's got very nice stars. No, seriously, though, it's a very nice little hot spring. You know, there's warm water everywhere. There are holographic Ibby servants if you happen to need anything, and if you don't, well... Kendra appears in the doorway of the holodeck and looks at the three people in the hot spring. Wait, is the doctor in there, too? No, uh, the doctor's not here yet. No, he's over in Club 42. So it's just the three of you. Yeah, and yeah. admittedly, the way the program works is you actually wouldn't be able to see us from the doorway. The first thing you'd see is actually the Ibby caretaker standing outside the entrance to the hot springs. 
So she would eventually make her way to the hot spring. Yeah, I'm guessing she would just. Yeah. I reached the edge of the hot springs with a kind of bemused and confused look on my face. I look back and forth between the three of you. Are you sure I'm not interrupting anything? Marcus has this like. Marcus has kind of just the just completely not getting it uh, face and just like, no, yeah, I mean, I invited anyone to hang out here. I mean, it's a nice program. Kara, you know, just kind of looks over from where she's floating on the water. I thought the water would be good for you. I'm just trying to look out for you. Snickers a little bit and then wipes the smirk off her face. Um, sets uh, at this point uh, uh, sort of stands up and just has uh, just gives a formal bow and says, um, Congratulations on your reproductive event. Kara <laughs> starts giggling and she actually drops below the water and starts to come up sputtering. This is it in character. It starts laughing. It sets and looks a little concerned and just uh, sort of processes and just sort of joins in a little bit with a little bit of a chuckle. Not quite getting it. Resets, uh, um, I've been hanging around the humans too long. Marcus says, we're not that bad. So, Captain. Hey. I've been thinking about having um, security do a contraband check. Hmm. Kara sh- shifts her eyes around somewhat nervously. Mar- uh, Marcus uh, just kind of thinks to the... Um, uh, thinks, uh, thinks to Ged and his stash and the fact that he knows that there's two stashes, but also thinks to himself, yeah, I'm the captain, and good comes with the bad, and if they want it, they're going to have to fight for it. So he just sort of nods and says, yeah, good, I- or, good idea. I mean, we've been to a bunch of planets, and... Got to make sure that, I mean, the fair least, what we got on board is safe. I'm thinking, I mean, honestly, I know that every ship has contraband on it. No surprises there, but we don't want anything dangerous on the ship. Um, at this point, sets a kind of interjections. It's like, so far, I, so far, I'm not. And she kind of stops herself. Re- realizing that, like, not anything dangerous on the ship wasn't referring to her. Because she's been grilled on that point the whole day. Oh, that's so. awesome. That's funny. I like so that. she and she looks a little crestfallen at this point. Marcus, can can uh, I do a roll? Yeah, uh, uh, I want to do a perception roll. That was what fourteen. Yeah, perception command. Your command is four. Uh, insight ten. Yeah, fourteen. I am gonna notice whatever you're about to say. <laughs> uh, so it's a I perception wasn't sure if I was gonna up. be oblivious. Yes, I wasn't sure if I was gonna be oblivious or not. Oh yeah, you totally get it. And she basically. What you pick up with those two successes is that she has been, like, repeatedly asked on the point of, like, how, like, what is she? Is she a danger? Is she the person that she signed up as from the Academy's point on? And she's been asked that question so many times today that in that moment, she started doubting in herself because she has just been repeatedly having to justify that position. And after so many times, it does start to sink in. Of being repeatedly asked that question. Kara moves over uh, and are you a danger? Yeah. Kara moves over and sits down to Setsa and looks over at her and playfully asks, Do we need to make you an Ibby burrito? I make no real of Ibbies? Kara just Ibbies double awesome. face palms. Wait, wait, what did Kara say? Or Kendra say? You make burritos out of Ibbies? <laughs> and then yeah, Setsa Oh Okay, then Setsa um yeah, it has that comment of like, it be or not food. <laughs> and Marcus is having that little bit of like, yeah, reality starting to slip again. I can feel it. Getting away from you. 
And he, at this point, just splashes Setsa. And she gets a little, <laughs> she, she gets soaked, looks to Marcus, and then splashes him back. And then Takara and says, No, no, I need Dorito. I want to stay as myself from this point. No more surprises. All right. Well, if you don't want to be wrapped up in a blanket, that's your problem. All cuddly and comfy and cozy and warm. Maybe a little burrito. 